Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the executive director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro. This week, we're going to talk about Memorial Day. It's the official start of summer. First, we want to acknowledge all of those who have given the ultimate sacrifice for us, all of us, to be able to enjoy a wonderful summer with friends and family, by the pool, by the beach, or really anywhere. We want to make sure it is joyful, but also safe. Karen, thank you. It is so important for us to remember all of those who paid the ultimate sacrifice and to let their families know that we are thinking about them today. That's right. So what we want to do is we want to share with families some ways to be safe this Memorial Day weekend and hopefully enjoy some time outdoors. I know locally where we are, we are not going to have a great start to the weekend, but I think the weather is supposed to get better uh, as the weekend progresses. I think Sunday and Monday are supposed to be the best days. Absolutely. The same is true for us down here outside of Philadelphia. So I'm hoping that the weather warms up so that I'm not stuck inside the house with all of my children. (laughs) I know. We all have to alter our plans. Absolutely. But do you want to know what I'm most excited for? Seeing you in person on Monday for the first time in over a year. It's been a year and a half since we have seen each other in person. I think it was December of 2019 that we were last together. And so here we are um, a year and a half later and so excited to, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm so excited to travel again for work. (laughs) Right. I know. And we're so, so excited to have you and actually have a meeting in person. It'd be great. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I've had so many friends, well, before the weather turned for this weekend, reaching out to me about plans for this weekend, inviting me to their homes to go swimming with the kids or um, go to the beach for the day. And I'm on my own with my four kids this weekend. And so I had to decline a lot of those invitations because I couldn't wrap my head around how I would manage four kids at a pool by myself. So, you know, it got me to thinking about, all of the parents who will be at the water with their kids this weekend, whether it's at a pool or a river or lake or the ocean. Um, And today's a great time for us to talk about some of those those supervision tips and, and flag safety as people go into the start of the summer season. Right. Yeah, of course. We definitely want to remind parents what they need to be doing to keep their kids safe, especially because as the country is opening up, we're all anxious to get outside and see friends and families and get together and have outdoor gatherings again with lots of our friends. And, you know, during that time is when these drowning accidents can occur. Absolutely. You know, that was one of the things I was thinking about, you know, going to a pool party that we were invited to. And how could I you know, not socialize with people and talk. Um, but how could I be there at the water with my four kids? I have a, you know, a 15 month old, a four year old, and then an eight and 10 year old. And it just seemed like 
so overwhelming um, to do on my own. If my husband were in town, it would be much easier for us to kind of divide and conquer. But, you know, um, on my own, I felt like it was going to be too much. And, and it got me thinking about, you know, when you do go to a pool or the beach with your significant other or with, you know, a babysitter or whatever, um, really having a specific conversation about how to divide up your time while you're there so that you can, you know, say, okay, you're in charge of this kid and this kid, or you're in charge for 15 minutes and then I'll come relieve you for 15 minutes. So just being really specific about who's in charge of whom, when, so that there minimizes the opportunity for gaps in supervision. Right. And of course, we definitely want to remind parents that while we would love to go to the beach or go to the pool and relax, maybe read a book, maybe catch up on some news. Um, But definitely, we want to remind parents that unfortunately, that's not what you should be doing when you're there. So we want to make sure that parents know that they have to be the first line of defense for taking care of their kids during this time. And not relying on lifeguards and not re- not relying on another adult. And as you mentioned, like you definitely need to talk to that other adult that you're there with and make a plan and decide who's, who is going to be watching who and when and where because um, oftentimes when drownings occur, it's because we're assuming that someone else is watching the kids. Absolutely. And it's... Um- it's oftentimes it's happening in, in these momentary gaps in supervision. Um, and so we want to just encourage all of you this weekend as you're going out to do these super fun things to just have those plans in place. And one of the other um, safety tips that I've learned over the years is when I'm at the beach with my kids, um, there's a couple of things that I like to try to figure out. Before we go, we like to look to see what the conditions of the surf might be that day. Um, and looking for flags. Some some towns have websites that you can check before you head out for the day, but some beaches simply use flags. So if you see a red flag up at your beach, that means do not go swimming, that the surf is too rough. Um, yellow means swim with caution, um, and green means that it is safe to be in the water. Um, so certainly if you're headed to a beach or a lake or a river, you know, being mindful of those safety warnings. Yes, and oftentimes there is a flag legend just when you arrive at that body of water. And so just make sure that you check that before you go swimming because it might actually change your plans. Absolutely. And for me, with all these young kids, I try to make sure that I park our chairs and our strollers and all of our gear right by a lifeguard chair so that when the kids are in the water, they're directly in front of not only my line of of vision, but also the lifeguards as well. So if you can figure out a way to do that, um, it certainly is a great idea if you have a lot of little kids that are running around. (laughs) Yes, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And then also you want to make sure that you're really close to the kids as well, that you don't want to be on the chairs while the kids are in the water, especially if your children are young. Yes. Yeah, that goes back to that, you know, kind of expression that I like to use where if I can't see the whites of their eyes or physically touch them, they're too far away. Um, Especially for my younger two, obviously my four-year-old and and one-year-old, I do let the eight and 10-year-olds get a little further away from me, not much, but it is, it is, uh, has been hard to give them a little bit of independence while they're in the water. 
Right. And so if your children can't swim, they need to be within arm's length of you so that you can reach out and grab them should they go underneath the water. And if you also have young children as well that can't swim, this is a good time to also have a life jacket on them, a Coast Guard approved life jacket for them to wear to also add another layer of protection for those young children that can't swim. That's a great point. Um, Teddy started his swim lessons two weeks ago and it has been so exciting to watch him make some progress and they are having lessons on Friday. I wasn't sure if they would cancel them because of the holiday weekend, but they are having them. I'm so happy um, that he'll be in the water again. And it's every week you see a little bit of progress. It's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's so exciting. Is he enjoying the instructor? He is. He loves her. Um, he has this huge Olympic size pool to himself and it's really calm and peaceful in there. So he's getting um, a really great experience and we're really fortunate to have it. Um, so my husband took him to last week's lesson and, and just as he was, Teddy's lesson was about to start, the water polo team was wrapping up their practice. And it, my husband said it was so noisy and loud, um, but that Teddy was just in awe of watching these older kids play water polo. So it's so interesting to see um, you know, what they're exposed to and what they like, and he is loving it. And I'm actually noticing that when he's in the bathtub, he's less uh, upset when he gets water in his face when I'm bathing him, which, wow. Oh, wow. That's great that that's having that effect know, already. because he is normally screaming and crying in the bathtub when he gets water in his face, which is just a joy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And then the other thing we want to remind families is if they're going to be boating this weekend, that they need to make sure that they have uh, everyone wearing lifeguards in the boat as well. Yes. Life ja- Coast Guard approved life jackets while you're in the boat are really important, not just for kids, but for, for adults. So everyone that is on that boat should have a life jacket that fits them assigned to them and on before the boat leaves the dock. Um, so you can find them anywhere. You get can get sporting goods equipment. You could go to your Target or Walmart or Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, you can even order them on Amazon. So they're easy to come by. Um, you just want to make sure that they fit your height and weight and that they are Coast Guard approved. And then also it, at many lakes or beaches now, the cities are installing or even nonprofits are installing life life jacket loaner stations for people. So if you arrive and you realize that you've forgotten a life jacket, you can also borrow one. Yeah. It's an incredible program that is popping up all over the United States. Um, We have partners that have installed them um, in Austin, Texas, throughout Florida. So our friends at at Collins Hope and Joshua Collingsworth Memorial Foundation and Abby's Hope have really been doing a great job at getting those life jacket loaner stations up around the country. And it's really important that we encourage even our older children to wear those life jackets. Yes, especially for that teenage population. They, you know, feel like they are invincible and they're kind of more into risk-taking, as I'm sure you know, Karen, um, than younger or older kids. So really just trying to encourage them to have that safety device, that layer of protection in place before they, um, you know, are in open water. Right. 
We just want to make sure we know that there's peer pressure, but we want to just remind our kids that it's really important to have those on to keep themselves safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier with pool parties and, you know, hanging out with friends, you know, we all know that that people want to have a beer or a glass of wine when they're hanging out with their friends. Um, but when your kids are in water, in the pool or in the beach or anywhere around open water, you really want to make sure that you reserve that kind of indulgence in beer or wine um, until after they've gone to bed or until another adult is in charge. Because sometimes, you know, just that little bit of alcohol can lower your inhibitions and and put you in a position where you're not focused on your kids when they are in the water. That's right. This weekend, we also want to remind our listeners that if you do end up going to a pool party where there's going to be lots of families and lots of children, that you remember to designate a water watcher. And what we mean by that, we want to make sure that there is someone who's assigned to be watching the kids in the water and only watching the kids in the water for a specific period of time, whether it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and take turns doing that. And while you're doing that, you're not checking your phone. You are not talking to another adult because it's so easy to get distracted. You're only keeping your eyes on the water. And that is really such a great tool to have to protect the kids while they're swimming. Absolutely. And, you know, as parents, you know, we want the best for our kids and we have so many distractions and so many things in front of us. Um, So really being focused about that time that you're spending watching the water is so important, not only when you're at a party, but if you're just at, you know, at a friend's pool or your family member's pool and, and you need to change someone's diaper and you tell your other child to get out of the pool and wait by the edge, um, you know, sometimes that's just not enough. And we know how easy it is for kids to get distracted, to, forget that they were told to do something. So really, if you do need to leave the pool area to tend to another child or answer the doorbell, you have to bring all your kids inside with you um, and ensure that all the safety devices are in place before before doing so. We've heard so many stories about a momentary lapse in supervision that have resulted in a, in a terrible outcome. So as you're thinking about being around the water this weekend, really ensuring those water watcher techniques that Karen just mentioned, and then also thinking about, you know, if it's just you by the pool with your kids, really making sure that that they have no access to the water unless you're sitting there by the side of the pool watching them. Yes, these are all great tips. Thanks, Megan. And so we hope that you all have a very safe Memorial Day weekend. And if you would, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We would be so grateful. Thank you. Have a great day.